Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and I'm your host, John June, and of course, this episode... This very special episode 200. That's right. 200. Count them. Yes, sir. Episode. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, how we feeling today, bro? Feeling real good. First that we made it to episode 200. Uh, you know, it's been a long time coming. A lot of growth, a lot of uh, struggles and a lot of wins. And we're just going to keep getting more wins. And yeah. Um, also, very great. Uh, you know, out of my seven teams, about five and two right now. Hopefully, JT can get us the six, six win. Uh, got going against the Colts defense. He needs like about 12 points, something like that. So, yeah, it's looking real good. And third of all, you know, I got that dub in the League Extraordinary People uh, against your boy John. You know, uh, cla- nice little classic SmackDown, I want to say. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> shout out to, I don't know, shout out to everyone on that team, really. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I got clapped out worse than Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs did. <laughs> it was not a great feeling uh, sitting there on, you know, on my way back from a wonderful vacation and just looking at my score. And, you know, when those moments when you know your fantasy day is done by like four o'clock, <laughs> that was me yesterday. So, um, you know, I'm grateful, you know, to be able to sit here and have this opportunity and uh, like you said, there's been a lot of growth that's that's come with this, a lot of losses, but a lot of lessons for sure. So um, definitely appreciate everybody that's been a part of this ride, uh, whether, you know, listening, supporting, sharing content, uh, whatever it is that you've done. I mean, I know that, you know, collectively we haven't all been here, you know, Greg and I for all 200 episodes, but we've been a big part of making each episode, you know, part of what it is. So uh, we appreciate all of you. We appreciate the support. Um, you know, Greg, my co-host, I appreciate you. And so uh, definitely just um, looking forward to, you know, another 200. Yes, so sir. <laughs> yes, sir. We, we said that at 100, so that we were going to get another 100. <laughs> and so we got another 100. So uh, we'll do it another 200. Obviously, we'll stop at 300 because I feel like we just have to at that point. But <laughs> without further ado, Greg. Let's jump into the week five recaps. And of course, as we do every, well, it's Monday night. You'll probably hear this either Monday night or you'll probably hear it Tuesday morning. Um, we'll recap the, the Monday night football. Well, not Monday night football. Sorry. We'll recap all the games up to Monday night football because uh, we will record this. We record this before Monday night football kicks off. Um, we will go through the studs and the Jags, the Jags being those just the guys uh, we are going to cover news injuries and some waivers so let's get into it and the qb1 on the week the man on the wall justin herbert 26 of 43 398 passing yards four passing touchdowns 29 rushing yards and a rushing gosh five total touchdowns on the day for the herb 42.82 42.82 points in a thrilling, thrilling game against <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. Greg, what were your thoughts on this performance here by Justin Herbert? Yeah, I mean, we, we knew the quarterback one day was going to come, but this is, this is amazing. It's one of his best games of his young career, and I feel like he could just keep doing more. Like, I feel like he's going to have a better game eventually than this. Like, an, an uh, amazing game, one of the best games of the year. Uh, so, yeah, the Herb came through. You got to love it, man. It, he's just elevating. And people now people, like, are really starting to notice. Like, not just the average. The average fan is really starting to notice that the Herb is, like, top five quarterback in this league right now. Bro, that is a fact for sure. Um, you know, I've I've said it on this show before. You couldn't convince me that Herbert wasn't already a top seven quarterback, and that was and that was after just his rookie year. And you know, we we we, we like to say that we were one of the first sets of believers in Justin Herbert because we saw it right away. We were we were mad that Anthony Lynn wouldn't name him the starter <laughs> after the Chiefs game, uh, and you know, to see the success that he's having, especially. 
with Brandon Staley being hired and the backlash that was that was given to that hire that you know how are you hiring a defensive minded head coach is going to kill Herbert, but not knowing that Brandon Staley, former quarterback himself, Sean McVay hired Brandon Staley to be his defensive coordinator because he said he was looking for the defensive version of himself. The fact that he went out hired Joe Lombardi to be his offensive coordinator. The fact that Justin Herbert last year as a rookie was the best thing going for the Chargers as an on an on offense and the you know knowing that this offense was going to run through Herbert part of the reason why I thought that they would be close to leading the league I thought they would lead the league in pass attempts Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do but Justin Herbert and the Chargers are second right now without the the Indianapolis Colts or the uh the Baltimore Ravens having played and that's you know not because they're trailing in games or they're trying to come back it's because this is what their offense does. This is what, th- this is how they operate, and it's it's just great to see, and, and we know we're going to see it definitely more times to come as the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, went into, I mean, got the ch- dub against the Chiefs. I mean, beating Baker. He's beating all these guys that you know we thought were going to be great uh, young quarterbacks, and he's got Lamar next week. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Woo. And he's not even favored, man. That's great. <laughs> I don't know what he has to do, but um, (laughs) no, man, it's funny because we talked about the Chiefs. I mean, the Chargers, you know, I was saying like, you know, man, you know, they they could probably that I wouldn't be surprised. That's true. We'll see. We'll we'll see. Um, Moving on to the, the quarterback two on the week, man, Tom Brady, 30 of 41, 411 yards, uh, five. Passing touchdowns, <laughs> uh, 13 oh rushing yards on the day, too. Uh, good for 37.7 fantasy points on the day. Tom, no franchise has beaten Tom Brady more than the Miami Dolphins, but they did not get him this time. Uh, he ends up buck, – the Buccaneers hooked themselves a Dolphin here. Greg, what are like your it. thoughts <laughs> on this uh, this matchup here? He's, he doesn't have to try – he doesn't have to travel anymore. That's why he's beating Miami. You know, he's in Tampa already, chilling in Florida already with the nice weather. So he's he's not he's not worried about Miami anymore. It's just it's crazy how like can we say Tom Brady's getting better? Like what like 44? Like this doesn't make sense. Like he's just grown man doing what he's got to do. Like all all the targets are there for him. The the offense is just at his peak form right now. I think they have uh, elevated so much. And yeah, Tom Brady's just gonna continue to feed AB hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, especially when I have to play against him uh, in our League of Extraordinary People matchup here. So, um, yeah, just wait to just take that knife in, Greg. But, yeah, no, Tom Brady just, you know, continuing the ball, man. And like you said, can he get better as he gets older? I'm just not going to doubt Tom Brady anymore. Ever, yeah. Ever. There's no reason to. No. Uh, I'm just glad he's not in New England anymore. So that makes me happy. Um, Moving on to the quarterback three on the week. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought this guy would have finished as the quarterback one. I was telling you off air that I wish that I was here to talk about this game because I felt it coming, not in the way that it happened, you know, not an 18 point uh, trouncing of the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, I'm talking about the QB three on the week, Josh Allen, who just completely caught like he did whatever he wanted. It looked like he was just playing video games out there. 15 to 26, 315 yards. Uh, three passing touchdowns, also added 11 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown, 36 and a half uh, fantasy points. This was the classic, like, Josh Allen put the team on his back, going to account for uh, 90% of the yards, all the touchdowns on the day. Like, there's this is Josh Allen basically just taking over the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that first drive was all his legs, too. It was crazy. Like, he literally ran down the field himself. Scored the touchdown, uh, hurdled over a player. Like this man is you know, amazing. Uh, only on such efficiency, only on those 26 passes. Since you were saying, so yeah, Josh Allen. This is why you know people had him as like the second quarterback coming into the year. Uh, this is like the MVP potential we saw from him this year. Yeah, I mean he you know averaged 12 yards per attempt yesterday. Uh, had over a 57 percent completion percentage, and these were you might look at that and say, oh well, that's sub 60 percent, but He's throwing the ball down the yes, field, yes, deep down the field. 
<laughs> I mean, again, it looked like he was just playing Madden out there against this Chiefs defense. I mean, the, the Bills are so, on somewhat of a revenge tour. They got the Chiefs, who they avenged a loss uh, in the AFC Championship game last year, as well as in the regular season last year. And now they get the Tennessee Titans next week on, uh, I believe it's either Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football, um, to avenge a loss in which I remember that game. You, you know, I thought the Titans were going to get trounced. They hadn't practiced because they of COVID and whatnot. And and uh, they ended up just putting it on the Bills. That was the infamous Derrick Henry uh, <laughs> Derek Henry stiff arm. <laughs> oh, Josh, yeah, Norman. Josh Norman. Oh, man, yes. Woo, I need more of that. <laughs> uh, so obviously we will talk about that game uh, early or later later this week. But rounding out the top 12 quarterbacks here, Jameis Winston coming in as the QB4. Davis Mills, everyone saw this one coming, of course, <laughs> coming in as the QB5. Baker Mayfield, the QB6. Jalen Hurts, 7. Trevor Lawrence, 8. Matt, Matt Ryan, 9. Dak Prescott, 10. Aaron Rodgers, 11. And Patrick Mahomes, 12. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to say, Jalen Hurts, man. Come on, man. Was... <laughs> <laughs> if you were, I mean, I had Jalen Hurts, and I was obviously going against you, who had Jalen Hurts as well. And you, if you were a manager of Jalen Hurts or going against him or or whatever, you were just thinking, oh, th- you know, this is going to be a dud from Jalen Hurts. Yep. It's yep. Be, like, just it's, walks like into twenty five points, man. He had like seven points at one point, and ends up the game with twenty two point nine. I mean. It was just, you know, that's this is why you draft a player like Jalen Hurts. I will do it every single time. Give me those legs. Um, Greg, were, were any performances here that, that really stuck out to you one way or another from these quarterbacks? Uh, definitely like the Jameis uh, going off on that Washington football defense, man. We're, we're attacking that every, all, every week now. This this is a defense that <laughs> needs to be attacking that secondary. So you you good matchup by him. Uh yeah, I think Big Markfield get in there doing what he has to do. Um but just without Odell too again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like well, I see this is the common theme here. Uh <laughs> Odell. Yeah, I know, I know. He didn't do anything. But um Dak Prescott, your quarterback star of the week, coming in as a top ten play. Yep. Uh, you know, honorable mentions, Joe Burrow. It was a weird week for quarterbacks. A lot of guys got injured. Um, and then there was also just, you know, poor play. Um, you know, Joe Burrow, Teddy Bridgewater, those guys played played well in terms of some Jags. Um, Kyler Murray, just it was a weird game from that Arizona um Yeah. Arizona was. San Fran game. Not that he poor played poorly or anything. Um, you know, it was just, you know, not a lot of points in that game. Uh, Trey Lance, your stream of the week. Um, you know, he, I like the numbers, right? He didn't, I didn't have a touchdown. I mean, he still had 14 points, didn't have a touchdown in the game, but that's what 16 carries for 89 yards <laughs> will give you. So I will, if, if we get Trey Lance again, I will go back to the Trey Lance well. Um, you know, some other Jags here, Ryan Tannehill, Sam Darnold, um, Derek Carr, Justin Fields, uh, Taylor Heineke, um, you know, yeah. honestly, man, I'm at the point now with Fields, like, I'm just, I'm not because of him, of course, it's, it's, this offense is not utilizing his skills, and now he's got the hyperextended knee, so they're not gonna run him now, there's, like, no way, if they weren't running him before when he was healthy, and now he's got a knee injury. Like, are they going to run him now? I'm almost at the point where I'm just I'm just going to give up on Fields now. What What about you, Greg? I know you. I think you were feeling something similar earlier in the week. Yeah, I I agree. I think with the young quarterback, uh, I was saying they would probably lean on this run game. They definitely lean on the run game. Like they were run heavy first team with both Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert. Talk about him a little later. But um, yeah, it looks like the game plan is to kind of limit uh his throwing like make try to win more games by uh through the through the legs of the running backs and not through his arm yeah so that's definitely a little upsetting there um 
let's move on, I guess, to to another to the to the running back position here. And the RB one on the week. Um, look, man, it's, it's like it's going to be like Chargers week this week, I guess. Yes, sir. Uh, Austin Eckler, 17 carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns. Also added five catches for 53 yards and another touchdown. 32.9 PPR points on the day there. Uh, Austin Eckler just been a touchdown machine here with the LA Chargers. Uh, that's been one of the the pains for fantasy managers of Austin Eckler in the past. Didn't feel like he was getting enough touchdown production. And now through five games now, Austin Eckler has – sorry, let me find it. He has seven touchdowns through Ooh. five games. So uh, definitely a, a improvement there for Austin Eckler. Greg, what were your thoughts here on the performance by Austin Eckler? Yeah, you, you got to love Al Sackler getting all these, these touchdowns now. It seemed like he was getting a lot of these opportunities last year, but not getting those, that touchdown mark. So the positive regression has, has came come from him. Uh, and he's with the hottest quarterback in the league right now. So uh, more points to come. Uh, RB1 season is here. He does it with his legs. He does it <clears throat> in, in receiving as well. So that just shows the safe floor that he has. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to – this not the last time he'll be the RB1. No, I mean, we talked about this. Um, you know, I, I definitely talked about this all offseason. Austin Eckler was going to be the Alvin Kamara in this offense. Uh, I That was never hyperbole. That was <laughs> just facts. And this was a, a this is a coaching staff that's actually uh, willing to give Austin Eckler all this work. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, 20, 20 touches it's, it's almost seems like a given for Austin Eckler this, every, every week now. So. Uh, moving on to the RB2 on the week, Miles Gaskin. Welcome back, Gaskin. <laughs> Gas, man. Five, five carries, 25 yards, uh, 10 catches for 10 – or 10 targets for 10 catches and 74 receiving yards, two touchdowns, 31.9 PPR points. Greg, what were your thoughts here on the performance of Gaskin? And is this something that fantasy managers can trust going forward? Yeah, it just didn't make sense that, you know, on a, a team like Miami struggling offensively, like this is how they should move the ball by getting it to gas man on dinks and dunks, getting him into routes that his one touchdown was, was beautiful uh, receiving touchdown. So like it, this is how they should be able to move the ball and show that Miles Gass- there's no other running back as close to Miles Gaskin's level on this team. So I do think they should recognize that. I think that he'll be more reliable down the stretch now, I think we can trust him a little bit more to slot him up as a, you know, a, a RB3. I, I don't think we'll, we'll get those Doug games anymore. I'm hoping. hoping. Yeah, I mean, definitely hoping. I mean, he, he led the backfield and carries with five. I mean, no one seems to want to run the ball against. They shouldn't. Tampa Bay, and, <laughs> and you shouldn't no. try to run the ball against Tampa Bay. Uh, so I, I wonder if this was somewhat game plan induced because we've seen them use miles gaskin and then go away from him so uh you know i'm curious to see how how this goes on going forward i would look at this as an opportunity to sell miles gaskin honestly um because there's no there's no telling what this role is going to be and i'm not willing to bet just so i can be invested in the miami off miami dolphins offense that yeah has not been good. No, it's been pretty bad. And I mean, yeah, well, especially this week where a lot of our running backs went down. Someone's going to need Clyde, Saquon, Carson. Like, yeah, it's going to be some room for for selling Miles Gaskin. Definitely. Um, moving on to the RB three and somebody you're probably not selling. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Derek Henry. They're just feeding him more. <laughs> Twenty nine carries, one hundred and thirty yards. And three rushing touchdowns, no targets. Oh, man, that is uh, – uh, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, sell them. <laughs> sell them. I'm obviously kidding here. Derrick Henry, 31 PPR points on the day. Greg, what were your thoughts here on Derrick Henry? I, I don't know. I, the only thing I could do is check his 16-game pace. Every time I, like, see a game, I need to see what he's on pace to get. This is, now he's on pace for 100, 454 carries in 16 games. In 16 games, bro. 
Uh, it just keeps it just stays the same. 33 carries last week, 29. This is insane volume. We're playing in 1985 right now. Like this is <laughs> Derrick Henry will not stop, yo. And I feel like he's not saying anything. He just wants more. He he just believes himself that he can continue to carry this team, which he is. Like they're three and two because of him. That's the only reason. I mean, Derrick Henry in the in the first game had 17 rush attempts. Uh, every game since has had at least 28. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's crazy. He's oh, averaging man. Uh, four and a half yards a carry here. He's on pace for over 2,000 rushing yards again. Yeah. He's going to get it again. I think he's, 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 he's going to get yeah, it Yeah, I mean, as long as he does not break down, that is the he will get it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right like that's the only concern but that's the concern with every running back he but. just played a elite a season high in snaps too this week like at 77 like this man is insane and it's felt like the titans need him more because like Tannehill's not playing as well as you know we thought so i just feel like they need to keep winning they play buffalo next week how are you gonna how are they gonna beat him derrick henry <laughs> <laughs> all right serious question here would you trade Derrick Henry for Austin Eckler in some sort of package? Like where you trade Derrick Henry and you get Austin <laughs> Eckler plus something. Plus something? Uh, I mean, sure. Like, I, I get, like, yeah, I guess. Like, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to trade him for anything because playoff time yeah. is when he gets stronger. Yeah. Like, he, he's yeah. not even at his peak. The, the, yeah, I'm the, not trading Derrick Henry. <laughs> No, nah, you're not traded back, Henry. No, nah, you're just staying there. Yeah, no. Nah. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the running back. Uh, rounding out the top 12 here at the running back position, Alvin Kamara, the running back four. Alexander Madison coming in as the running back five. Kareem Hunt is the running back six. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, the running back seven. Nick Chubb, running back eight. DeAndre Swift coming in at nine. Uh, Najee Harris coming in at 10. Oh, those guys look familiar. Oh, they're both <laughs> on Greg's team. Would you look at that? Um, James Robinson coming in as 11. And Antonio Gibson coming in as the running back 12 with, you guessed it, 20 carries for 60 yards. This time had two touchdowns, though. I'm, feels like I'm making fun of Antonio Gibson here. But just it really seems like if he doesn't get these touchdowns, you just end up with 60 yards. <laughs> Yes, he's a he's a true standard player right now. It's crazy. He's just a former receiver and now is a standard league player. <laughs> oh man. So Greg, any of these top twelve performances stuck out to you here? Uh no, nah, I mean these are all faces I want to see like every week. These are these are names that are, are nice to see, especially except Dalvin Cook, but that's Alexander Madison. You're kinda tied if to, to both of those players, hopefully. Uh two spot starts for Alexander Madison now came through as an R B one, so that's a great sign. Yeah. yeah, he's uh he's he showed showed out. I think uh you know we called him out. We definitely called him out on and off air a little bit. Alexander Madison. So uh, glad to see him playing well mm-hmm. in in replace uh replacement of Dalvin Cook here. Uh, Kareem Hunt, you are a pain in my <laughs> rear end. I want Nick Chubb touchdowns and. <laughs> You just keep stealing them. So please let like Nick Chubb has to break a remarkable 54 yard touchdown run or 52 yards, whatever it was, just to score a touchdown. Like it's absurd. But um, they they bring Ron- they they bring each other up. It's it's a it's a loving relationship, you know. No, of course. But Nick <laughs> Chubb should get the touchdowns. I mean, he works. <laughs> 161 yards, right? Like he works <laughs> to get them all the way there. Yep. He can't get the touchdown. Like that's not fair. Um, it's like you go grocery shopping, but you can't eat. Like that doesn't make any sense. That's true. You put in all the work. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go to the grocery store, you cook the food, but you can't eat it. That <laughs> crazy. Uh, James Robinson. Uh, apparently, Urban Meyer didn't know that James Robinson's second half touches got cut in half. So um, I don't know if that's good news, bad news, but it's another weekly reminder that Urban Meyer is in over his head as a head coach. And I, you know, well, I I thought it was a good move when they hired him. So I'm just going to continue to put that egg (laughs) in the face. But that's actually an egg that I kind of enjoy because Urban Meyer (laughs) self-destructing is 
is worth watching. It's hilarious. It's so funny. Um, some honorable mentions here at the running back position. I I do want to say Leonard Fournette would have been my start of the week. I was trying smart. to smart. I was trying to buy Leonard Fournette everywhere I could, especially on leagues where he was on my on people's benches. I was trying to buy him because I was like, hey, let me get some Leonard Fournette. Obviously, it doesn't work because apparently when I come calling, people don't want to sell to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that clout, man. That clout. Um, Another guy, uh, Devontae Booker, stepped in for the injured Saquon Barkley. Stepped in well, so I'm sure he's somebody that we will talk about. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, uh, he was another guy. I felt like, you know, that there's always that, like, the, the, backup, the backup has a game. Like you're expected, there's a lot expected of you. Mm-hmm. And that first game, you underperform. Yep. Just yep. Like, does it? But yep. then that next game. Yo, yo, every, time. <laughs> every time. Every time, yo. <laughs> so Chuba Hubbard, he was somebody that I was I was all over in week in week uh five and his second week as potentially being a starter here. Uh and then Daryl Henderson, somebody that I know you you'd spoken about and uh, somebody who's just continuing to be a dominant play at the running back position. You know, he's been a borderline RB2, or, I mean, a borderline RB1 every week, just in that, you know, that RB1, RB2 territory, uh, and is a lead back in a good offense, you know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like that, Greg. And then I know you mentioned Khalil Herbert earlier. He's somebody that, you know, I take I take the blame here. We didn't talk about David Montgomery leading up to the waiver situation and therefore because of that we didn't talk about Damian Williams and because of that we didn't talk about Khalil Herbert because he's somebody that I 100% would have brought up and intended to bring up in the conversation because he's somebody that looks really good I mean he's been he's been kick returning for the Chicago Bears and every time he's had an opportunity to touch the football he's made good things happen and I think that there's a possibility I mean Damian Williams played fine and everything, but I think there's a possibility Khalil Herbert could siphon even more touches here from Damian Williams as it progresses. Greg, what were your thoughts on these running backs that I talked about? Yeah, definitely like uh, the the backup stepping up, Devontae Booker, Chuba Hubbard. Um, yeah, Damian Williams. I do think there's room for both of these running backs to to have value because of the game plan. Um, so uh, I'm excited for for both of them getting you some top 30 value. Absolutely. Um, and then Cordell Patterson just continuing to get it done, man. Even, you know, yeah, people man. thought that he wouldn't get touchdowns, <laughs> you know, touchdowns weren't going to continue, but led the backfield and carries this time at 14. Um, if you scooped up Cordell Patterson, you are in, you like, I'm telling you, man, I have him in a league and it's just, it's so nice. Like, I played him at wide receiver this week. I was like, oh, I'm playing, you know, all these running backs. So I put him in my wide receiver slot at 930. Uh, it was just, he's so nice to have. But he's yeah. on by this week, so something. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, he played in season high snaps this week, so they're playing him more too. So that's awesome. Yeah, man, more Cordell Patterson, less Mike Davis, and that'll be awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Jags on the week here. Chase Edmonds obviously was dealing with an injury, so you know don't really throw much shade at him. But James Conner. Again, overall weird game. Unless you were DeAndre Hopkins, you did not have a remotely decent day in this game. Um, James Conner is the new LeGarrette Blount out here, man. This is going to get <laughs> goal line touchdowns all year, yo. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's just yeah, that's mad funny. Um, Joe Mixon, obviously, again, he was somebody that was injured. So, you know, I think the situation there is just kind of like – what are you going to do going forward? Because they're, they're, he's active. So, like, you feel like you have yeah. to play him. If he doesn't get that touchdown the other day, then, you know, you, you it's definitely something that we have to think about going forward. Trey Sermon, as we kind of thought would be, is the backup running back again for Elijah Mitchell. Uh, so, you know, I think only touched the ball one time in that game against the Cardinals. Um, Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, that just – continues to be a mess that I don't think anybody wants any part of. Uh, yep. Although I think, I feel like this could be a good Kenneth Gainwell week with the Thursday night game coming up, coming up against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Perfect so. type of player to play that Bucks rush defense. Yeah. 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 So um, Damian but, Harris, man, 
That's it. That's my other jack, man. That's all I need. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know you. You want to be hard on yourself. He was your start of the week, but he did suffer an injury there. Yeah, true, true, true. So, you know, don't want to completely kill him there for that, but, um, you know, suffered a rib injury. So we'll have to see how he he progresses going forward. Um, any other jags there for you though, Greg? Um, no, that think that's a, about it. Um. Clyde, but he also got hurt too, so uh, that's another huge injury for that offense. But yeah, that's, that's what I think we covered them all. Moving on to the wide receiver position, and Greg's honorable start of the week here. Oh I yeah, told you he was going to finish as number one play, wide receiver potentially on the week, and he did. Devontae Adams, eleven catches on sixteen targets for 206 receiving yards and a touchdown here, 37.6 PPR points. Greg, just take the floor, man. He, he could have had more, man. That's all I got to say. This man, Devontae, cannot be touched. Cincinnati had no corners to stop him. I think one of them, them got hurt, and they put Eli Apple in, and I was just like, oh, man, give me more of this. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just easy, man. It's crazy how everyone in the building, everyone in the NFL knows where the ball is going. And they still cannot stop this man. Uh, one of the, the best route runners we've ever seen. Uh, just just pure just technician on the field. No, absolutely. Devontae just that target number, just 16, man. It's, 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 a, <laughs> it's a really nice number. Uh, and so Devontae signed me up. Another guy who saw 16 targets uh, and continues to just eat him up, man. Mike Williams, man. Uh Eight catches on 16 targets, 165 receiving mm. yards, two touchdowns, uh, 36 and a half PPR points. Uh, Mike Williams just continues to be a monster, man. I mean, I I think I, I tweeted it out back in June that fade Mike Williams at your own risk, man, because Herbert in year two, Hunter Henry uh, with, you know, having vacated some targets there. Mike Williams is on his way. I didn't see a top. You know, wide receiver two. Obviously, it wasn't wasn't calling for that. But Mike Williams, man, has been on one for you know five weeks now. Obviously, had the had the off week, but show me a wide receiver who doesn't. But right, you know, he he he's just continuing to, to dominate with Justin Herbert at the helm, man. Yeah, absolutely. This is a beautiful game. He just you know made up. He had two games worth of performance. You know, had to make up for the points last game that he missed. <laughs> so. Yeah, and eight—he only caught eight of those sixteen targets. Like this man is, has room for growth. Like that's crazy. Like, oh man. No, nah, man. I mean, look, this when the first time we saw Herbert play, I remember I was all over Mike Williams last year. Like, hey, Mike Williams, Mike Williams, because you know these—I just felt like they were perfect for each other. Yeah. You got a deep ball receiver with a player that has one of the best deep ball, you know you know, from throw accuracy to throw power to velocity, like just like ball placement, Justin Herbert can literally, he's like, he's not human. He is an alien. I'm convinced of it. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Herbert is like, did you see him tackle the the player on interception? Just laid out the dude on the interception. I'm just like, yo, Justin Herbert is not, he's just different, bro. He's just different. I don't know. Someone was saying like, I don't know, it was Steve Young or someone like that. Like in the midair, his ball gets faster as his deep balls. Oh like, yeah, it was Drew Brees. That's crazy. What? Like what is that even? That's wild. Yeah, Drew Brees. You're right. He said it. Oh man. So uh, I guess other quarterbacks think he's an alien too, because that that sounds impossible to do. How your your ball speeds up as it's in midair. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean Herbert is definitely, definitely. Uh, you know he's he's phenomenal. We've talked about it plenty of times, and he just spills it over to these Chargers auxiliary pieces, man. So yep. definitely love that. Oh, did you look at that? Another player who I had to face on Greg's extraordinary <laughs> League of Extraordinary People team, uh, Antonio Brown. And you know what's crazy, man? Like I know I was I was away, and we didn't really even get a chance to really talk about any of our matchup at all. But I, I was like, Antonio Brown, man, against the Dolphins. Like, this game's in Florida. He's from Florida. Like, <laughs> like there's just too much Florida going on, man. Antonio Brown's going to have a game, man. And he did seven catches on eight targets, 124 yards, two touchdowns, 31.4 PPR points. Greg, take the floor again, man. Yes, sir. A.B. 
one of the greatest receiver I've ever seen in my lifetime. Fastest to 900 catches. And this man took a year off, a year and a half off. Like, oh, just imagine if he just kept playing through all the, with the – I don't know. Actually, if he would the Raiders, he'd probably still be with them. But I like him with Tom Brady. It's just a great connection. Uh, this is amazing to see AB, a- man. It's only getting stronger. Woo. He's, yeah, he's, drink, I mean, he's, he's li- drinking whatever Tom Brady's drinking, honestly, probably. He's on a TV 12 diet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's literally, he looks like AB from years ago, 2015, 2014. I, I mean, he problem. looks like that AB, like that, that, that 62 yard touchdown. Like that was the AB that we knew, like where he, where he catches that ball and just takes off and books it down the sideline and is running away from everybody else. And you're like, like okay, that's like I, I guess that's I guess that's what we're gonna do today. Uh, I mean Antonio Brown just continuing the dog man. Yeah. And I know we usually don't do this, but we got to talk about this next guy. I, oh I mean, yeah. We just have to. I mean, I, I was saying a couple of weeks ago, like yo, go pick up Kadarius Tony. I know it's gonna sound that's crazy, sir. but just pick him up. And Greg was telling you, hey, play Kadarius Tony this week. <laughs> You know, Kenny G is going to be on James Bradbury yep. or on, on uh, Trey Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, yep, yep. Definitely going to want to play Kadarius Tony, And this is what you get if you listen. Yes, sir. 10 catches on 13 <laughs> targets for a buck 89. Also added a, 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 a punch. Catch, or, a, a, sorry, a rush for seven yards. A punch, which got him ejected. <laughs> he could have had literally could have had a 200-yard day yes. if he doesn't get ejected from this game. Could have even didn't even score a touchdown in this game. Twenty nine point six PPR points. The wide receiver four on the week. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the best performance we've seen from a rookie wide receiver thus far this season. No, I lied. Jamar Chase. He's been dogging. Mm. Greg, <clears throat> what were your thoughts here? On Kadarius Tony's performance, man. Yeah, I remember you know, just showing me every like target he got his first game and how shifty he was and that's just success right there that's just uh you know uh rough success like he's gonna get those uh underneath targets he's could he get the the long targets too he's a he drives with the ball like he, he's just a, a specimen and it just i don't know why he wasn't using the first two games like <laughs> this makes no sense <laughs> that this talent was just not sitting on sitting on the bench for no plays so uh yeah it's, it's good to see tony uh, I think his suspension shouldn't be in jeopardy. He should be fine. Uh, a Joe Judge might give him an earful, but that's about it. Uh, and yeah, keep keep playing this man, Cardarius Tony, man. And he's got a mixtape out, man. This is <laughs> <laughs> Warrior Two is uh-huh. out in January. Cardarius, <laughs> so, you know we got the free plug here. So if you if you ever want to come return the favor, you know just no, no, we call. here, we here, <laughs> we here. Nah, man, but Cardarius Tony. I, I mean, look, I and people that listen to the Dynasty, you know, when I talk about Dynasty stuff and, and I killed the Kadarius Tony pick, um, but he was somebody that once he got that first round draft capital, he was graded pretty highly in my model. I did. I, I refused to rate him highly because I, I wasn't sure that the type of player that he was would if that would truly translate to the NFL and. You know, I wasn't trusting the Giants to be that team to Fair. utilize him in the way that he needed to. But he's proven that he doesn't need to be utilized in any way because he creates separation, whether it's after the catch or at the top of the route. I mean, he turned Trayvon Diggs around <laughs> like Trayvon Diggs has been playing really good football for the first month of the season. And he turned him around <laughs> like, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, Kadarius Tony has to continue to. I mean, I don't care what happens. Sterling Shepard played well when he got when he was there. I get it, but Kadarius Tony is going to be here long term. Sterling Shepard will not. Maybe you find a way to get them both on the field. I know they've both been been utilized from that slot position, but we've got to find a way. Like Kadarius Tony has to continue to be involved. He has to. Has to. Rounding out the rest of these top twelve wide receivers, Mike Evans. Mike Evans coming in as five. Jamar Chase coming in as a wide receiver six. Robert Woods, the the bounce back coming in at seven. DK Metcalf coming in at eight. Cortland Sutton, nine. Uh, Marquez Callaway, 10. Chase Claypool, 11. And Chris Moore coming in as the wide receiver 12. 
talk about the random wide receiver of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris Moore, that award goes to you. Uh, some honorable mentions, DeAndre Hopkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Justin Jefferson, who I thought played just an outstanding game. Didn't yep. get the touchdown, but just con- completely dominated that game. Uh, C.D. Lamb had the bounce back. Um, Greg, what were your thoughts on the overall receiver position this week? Yeah, a lot of a lot of good names in this. Good to see Claypool in there. And then we got that news today. Unfortunate for Juju, but he's out for the remainder of the season. So that kind of elevates Claypool as a, a huge buy candidate if you can still get him. Uh, and, yeah, yo, Tim Patrick, man. This man keeps finding his way as a wide receiver, too. Yeah, man, Tim Patrick's going to continue to make plays. Um, you know, Cortland Sutton scared me with that ankle injury, so I ended up benching him in most of my leagues. Um, you know, ends up with 25 points, so excited for all of you that played him. Uh, and then Robert Woods, man, that's the one I'm excited about because I've been, I've been, you know, adamant that, hey, like, Robert Woods is, is not – I'm not scared of Robert Woods. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, the targets are still there, and we see this happen – every year where one of these guys is just dominating the targets out the gate. And eventually by the end of the season, you look at the season total and they're always, they're so even. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned here. I wasn't. And so I'm glad to see that pay off for fantasy managers that uh, heeded that advice. Um, some guys that didn't come through, uh, Tyreek Hill, I mean, saw the target number, just didn't see the, the efficiency there. Uh, Keenan Allen, um, I think he's probably one of the, you know, we were talking about it off air. He's probably one of the one of the better buy candidates I agree. out there right now because, yep. you know, we see this happen often with wide receivers, especially when you have two of them playing on the same team that share like a 50% target share, which these two Chargers wide receivers do. Like these guys are going to flip flop back and forth week to week, mm-hmm. and Keenan Allen's just not scoring touchdowns. And Keenan Allen can't go on this season catching all these balls from Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert throwing all these touchdown passes and being the monster that he is, and Keenan Allen not having some po- positive regression in the touchdown department. It's just, it's just mathematically impossible here, or improbable, I should say. And so Keenan Allen, I think he's probably one of the better buy candidates. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, you know, had had a nice target number, just didn't come through. And then obviously the Russell Wilson injury, that kills that killed it a little bit for him as well. So interesting to see how that situation plays out going forward. Uh, the Jets wide receivers, just the Jets offense in general, in a matchup against Atlanta, which, you know, definitely thought would be favorable. None of these guys showed up there. Uh, so, you know, they'll go on bye week because they, they badly, sorely deserve it and need it. So uh, move around and out these tight ends here. Or Greg, do you have any other jags at the wide receiver position? Uh, only A.J. Brown. He did have a, a good matchup. Uh, didn't come through. And, yeah, it looks like Tyler Boyd is the odd man out for this Bengals offense week every week now. Yeah, it might be, you know, a uh, – a game, a game situation where there's, you know, a, a lot of back and forth to it. Uh, I know this game, obviously there was, it had some back and forth. It was a close game, but there wasn't a lot of points. And so maybe there's a, a lot of points, a lot of plays, or it might be matchup dependent. But yeah, I mm-hmm. think if you want to play a guy, it's going to be Jamar Chase or T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, probably not the safe guy that he was before, but again, in a good matchup, I think you could obviously still play him. Um, moving on to these tight ends, man, and the tight end one on the week, David Njoku, seven catches, Ooh. seven targets, <laughs> 149 yards, and a touchdown, which came on a 71-yard play. Greg, what were your thoughts here on watching Njoku explode for 27.9 PPR points? Yeah, this is definitely a day. Um, didn't predict this. I mean, you you know Baker likes to throw his tight ends, but Austin Hooper seemed to be the the guy. Um, but yeah, Njoku was always a, a talented player when they brought in all these guys. Uh, like you had uh, Harrison Bryant and Austin Hooper. It kind of limited his his play. That's why he wanted the trade. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's got his day here, so that's nice. Yeah, definitely did not see this one coming at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Moving on to the tight end two on the week, something that you definitely sensed potentially coming here, Greg. Uh, Kyle Pitts, nine catches on 10 targets, 119 yards and a touchdown, 26.9 PPR points. Greg, what were your thoughts here on Kyle Pitts? Yeah, yeah, it was a great game by him. I'm glad the coming out party is here. I mean, with all the injuries at the receiver, it had to be him. He had a lot of mismatches. You saw the reason why, you know, they drafted him fourth overall. I mean, the target number is still there. So, the, again, all the peripheral stats are just continuing to show that he's uh, a tight end one right now. And, and finally, that production came with the, the touchdown. So, yeah, continue to play him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely somebody that I was saying I would be interested in buying Kyle Pitts. Um, I still would look to buy him now. I mean, he's going on by. Uh, maybe you can convince the, the manager that, hey, this was a fluke. Hey, you never know. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying you should misinform people, but <laughs> do what you got to do. You know, I mean, like, you know, Cal- Calvin Ridley's coming back. You know, you can say that. Yeah. yeah Gage's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Ryan's getting older every day that passes, you know, things like that. Um, the tight end three on the week, oh man, Greg's start of the week here. Dawson Knox, three catches on four targets, 117 yards. And Greg called for that touchdown. And guess what? You got that touchdown, y'all. Yes, sir. 20.7 yeah, nah. PPR points, Greg. Take the floor, man. Yeah, yeah. Dawson Knox, just probably the <clears throat> definitely sleeper tight end of the year so far. Uh, no one was expecting this performance from him at yearly value right now. He's uh, tight end one bona fide uh, throughout the year. So, yeah, continuing to Josh Allen, just feeding the tight end position, getting the deep balls going. So that, that's good to see. Yeah, man, Dawson Knox definitely been killing it uh, as a started as a stream. And now he's he's graduated to start of the week word of the year. So continuing to kill it there. Um Moving on to rounding out this top 12, Hunter Henry, the tight end four, Travis Kelsey, the tight end five, Dalton Schultz, the tight end six, Donald Parham coming in as the tight end seven, Hayden Hurst, the tight end nine, Dan Arnold, tight end. Oh, sorry. Donald Parham coming in as the tight end seven, Hayden Hurst coming in at eight, uh, Dan Arnold coming in at nine, Evan Ingram coming in at 10. Tyler Higby 11 and Tommy Tremble for our did you catch a touchdown <laughs> nah tight end of the week coming in at tight end 12. Greg, what were your thoughts here on the tight end position? Uh, definitely love to see Dawson Schultz in there again. You show me that that target that target share over the last couple of weeks for Schultz. This man is yeah getting that tight end one production like high end tight end one production as far as a uh, target volume and everything like that. And if you're getting that from Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense, yeah, sign me up every week. Uh, and yeah, I mean Evan Ingram getting be uh, tight end one uh, should be he's healthy and he's on the Giants, so he has a lot of value going for. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you are healthy uh, and you have a pulse and you yep. <laughs> catch. A football, not completely a requirement because we know Evan Ingram had his issues last year. <laughs> but if you you can you can definitely get on the field and play some football for the Giants there. So um, Dan Arnold is the one that sticks out. I mean, he was somebody that when that trade happened uh, from him going to uh, Carolina, from him going from Carolina to Jacksonville. I know I talked about Tommy Tremble a lot, but I also did mention Dan Arnold. Uh, that Jacksonville offense has utilized the tight end and. Got eight targets, six catches, 64 <clears throat> yards. I think that he's somebody that will continue to have a role here in this tight end or in this Jacksonville offense going forward. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So round out these injuries here. Uh, CEH will miss a few weeks with an MCL sprain. Uh, Joe Burrow has a throat contusion. Samaj P. Ryan was added to the COVID list, so we'll definitely have to see how that situation goes uh you know breaks itself out going forward mm-hmm. juju smith schuster you referenced earlier season ending shoulder surgery so he'll miss the rest of the season so obviously that's a bump to claypool as well as i think obviously those targets have to be distributed somewhere so between claypool and Najee harris and deontay johnson mm-hmm. um with you with probably chase claypool seeing that biggest bump there uh james washington probably still will be in, will be involved a little bit but um Curtis Samuel, 
he's week to week with that groin injury because he aggravated it during the game against the Saints. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he has a pretty bad ankle sprain where if you saw the the graphic of his uh, or not the graphic, the just the picture or image of his of his ankle, uh, it was like the size of like three golf balls. So, um, oh, my gosh, it was yeah. bad. It, it was, was bad. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's week to week there. They said that he could potentially only miss one game. I, I don't I don't think that. He oh, no. Nah. Yeah. I know. Nah. Like again, yeah, it'll it'll be tough. I you know maybe two to three games at you know at least, but um you know I would I would definitely proceed with caution as if Saquon's not going to be available. And before we get into the waivers, remember the bye weeks are here. Yes, sir. Uh, so be mindful of that. Atlanta, the New York Jets, the New Orleans Saints, and the San Francisco 49ers are the first four teams to be on by. So if those players are on your team, be mindful of them. Uh, you know, that you have replacements for them. Uh, the biggest names out of that, probably Alvin Kamara, Cordero Patterson, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I can't think of much any. Uh, Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo yeah. Samuel. So uh, definitely – um, be mindful of those players and make sure you have replacements ready for them. So, Greg, let's jump into the waivers and let's start with that. Uh, let's start with the quarterback position today. Anybody that you should be looking at to pick up off off waivers uh, at the quarterback position this week? Uh, not too many names for I would say this week, but if you are looking forward, I think Jameis Wilson is a is a buy. I think he could be a person that. I mean, even after waivers, because he's on the bye week, so he might be even able to you add throughout the week because he's only 34% rostered. Uh, no one's going to be really looking at him. But after this bye, the next five games is a stretch that you, you want for a quarterback. You got Seattle, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Tennessee, and then Philly. Like, these are all green matchups for a quarterback. James Winston coming off probably the best game of the season so far, uh, attacking a weak defense in Washington. So uh, I think a name that you, you want to probably get if you're if you're desperate at quarterback. But for this week, if you had Daniel Jones or something like that, uh, it would be tough to really, like, uh, get a quarterback right now. Because, um, yeah, I mean, Trey Lance, maybe I would probably go back to him. Yeah, Trey Lance on by this week, so don't go back to him. Oh, yeah, don't go back to me either. <laughs> but – who who do we have at the running back position this week, man? At the running back position, first one's got to be Devontae Booker. I think with the usage that we saw, I'm assuming Saquon Barkley is going to be out at least two to four weeks. Uh, this one week thing, I don't know if that about that. Uh, he carried the majority of opportunities when he slid in, had 19 total touches, uh, receiving uh, and rushing touchdown. Uh, so that should provide some safe RB3-4 right away. Uh, and then after that, Khalil Herbert, I think, uh, he's 19% rostered, um, but he had 18 carries for 75 yards. Uh, between him, he out he out carried uh, Damian Williams. Didn't get the care the the target, so you like that for Damian Williams to be the target guy and PPR guy. But the fact that he got 18 carries is a great number. Fit play 53% of the snaps uh, of for a team that's going to be able to establish a run. I think they want to do that. That's the game plan for the Chicago Bears moving forward. Uh, after that, Derrick Williams. He's 17% rostered. Uh, he had eight total touches in relief of Clyde, uh, as well as a sprinkle of Jared McKinnon. But Darrell Williams is the projected number one uh, with Clyde uh, being hurt until Clyde gets healthy. That He's going to be out maybe a few weeks. Uh, I would say two weeks as well, uh, two to three weeks. Um, and then after that, uh, it's between the kind of combo one between Samaji P. Ryan and Chris Evans. Uh, Chris Evans got his name popped up because Samaji P. Ryan hit that COVID list. Um, but depending on how he's vaccinated or not, he can possibly still be able to play on Sunday. Um, and if the Bengals are going to continue to limit Mix's touches until he gets fully healthy, uh, you kind of want to play P. Ryan. He got 11 rush attempts, got five targets. Uh, so he had a good usage, especially in PPR leagues. Yeah, definitely uh, agree there. Moving on to the wide receiver position, Greg, what do we got there in terms of guys off waivers? Oh, yeah, you already know. It's Cardarius Tony, 17% roster. He is out there. 
for the grabs right now. Well, our listeners are not part of that 17. No, no, no. They can't be. They can't be. I mean, like, Cardarius Tony, we told you guys to go get him. We told you guys to start him. He's the number one waiver ad at the wide receiver position. He's arguably the number one waiver ad at any position. Uh, he plays on the Giants, and he's healthy. That's one right away. So we had nine targets in week four, 13 targets in week five. Uh, he still have room for more because he was ejected. And, yeah, this is a, a bona fide safe floor uh, wide receiver three right now with a high wide receiver two upside. Uh, so, yeah, please add him and we go get him, start him up. No, definitely agree there. Uh, any other guys uh, at the wide receiver position? Uh, of course, Tim Patrick. You know, I got to keep mentioning his name. He was 31% rostered. Uh, in PPR leagues, he's only got one single-digit game. Uh, so he's providing you a very nice floor. He had a season high in targets in week five. Um, I think he's going to be a solid bye week filler. We got these bye weeks coming up. So him, guys like him, guys like Hunter Renfro are going to be able to fill in nicely. Uh, Rondo Moore, I think he's still a very nice stash to have on your team. Because uh, at any moment, he can give you wide receiver two upside. He's only 40% rostered. Uh, still looking for more stability week to week. But uh, I think you can play him in deeper leagues. And as a fantasy prospect, this is the offense to be in. Uh, he had three rushing attempts for 38 yards. You like that. Uh, total, had the season high in touches as well. So you, I like that they continue to use him and in, in in give him carries as well. And lastly, it would be an ad if, uh, you know, hopefully he sneaks under the radar. But Marquez Callaway, he's tied to Jameis. And if Jameis is going to do well, that means, you know, Marcus Callaway is going to be that number one receiver for him. Yeah, definitely agree there. Uh, just to be clear, though, I failed to mention this even earlier when you were talking about Jameis, but the Saints are also on bye this week. So we yeah. have to be mindful yeah. of that. Um, but definitely this leads to an interesting point, right? Because something that you could do with bye week players, if the league that you're the league that you're playing in allows it, you can pick these players up anytime leading up to Monday Night Football. So let's say you know you want to stream Jameis next week ahead of, you know, this matchup that he has in week six or week seven. During the week six games, if somebody on your bench, you know, underperforms or doesn't, you know, doesn't play well, then you can go ahead and drop that player, add Jameis Winston, and, and it won't cost you any fab and you have until monday to do it so just be mindful of that with player and that's with any player you know coming off a buy right so you know if anybody if any of these guys gets dropped during that time like a brandon Ayuk, i'm sure will get dropped and you know totally <laughs> you can totally drop him if you if you you know if you need someone i mean i think he's just droppable let's just say let's just ah uh, man the bye week though he might get right i don't know uh, i mean, he could uh, get right look i'm <laughs> I'm I'm going to hold on in leagues where I can afford to. Yeah, right. True. It's like the last player I want to cut on my teams, but I'm not going to sit here and tell the tell the manager who's one in you know one in four or zero oh in five or yeah, two yeah. and three that you have to hold on to Brandon Ayuk for this magical breakout game nah, that we've nah, yeah. seen like inklings of you I know. Agree. So you're getting you're getting Cardarius Tony for him. Go get that man for yeah, you. That's, getting, a, that's yeah. a very easy swap to yeah, make. Very easy swap. Kadarius Tony, Brandon Ayuk, right? You go from a guy who's seeing like 10% of his team's targets to the guy who's seeing 30%. Like that's the situation I want to be in. And so yep. as much as I like Brandon Ayuk, as much as I would like to see the situation play out, it hasn't worked out. I got to catch my L when, I, when it comes. And so uh, he is totally droppable. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, and I'm sure we can talk about some other snip snips, but uh, we are out of time here, running out of it. So, uh, you know, it's episode 200. Don't want to go for 200 minutes. So <laughs> with that being said, uh, everybody, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for all of your time and all your support. Um, obviously, we are back on YouTube. I am back. So everything will be operating as normally expected. Uh, and so, you know, uh, make sure you subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, however it is you're listening to us. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit that notification bell. Make sure you're following the show at FF Diagnostics on all social media platforms. Make sure you're following Greg at We underscore Maiden on Instagram, at G Money underscore Truth on Twitter, 
And follow me at JR Football Nerd on all social media platforms. Have a good one, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you. And we are out of here. Peace. Yeah.